but I hate when I feel like this and I never hated you. Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. Cody Ryan here, brought to you again with uh, my main man, Booby. How you doing, Booby? I'm doing pretty well, Cody. How about you? I'm doing good. I just got back from vacation. Um, feeling pretty good about that. I had probably the best vacation of my life. Went to Mexico, had a great time. Last episode, we talked about how weird I was. And honestly, I just this is the first time I was able to just lay back and enjoy it. And I think it's because it was all-inclusive, and I didn't have to think about shit all week. Yeah, I haven't actually heard that much from you about the vacation yet. I was going to... Um, kind of, I was going to ask if you were able to, you know, fully relax and fully dis- uh, disassociate from work and kind of let the stress go for a little bit or if you were stressing out, um, at all while you were down there. Yeah. So for me, when I go on vacations, like work is definitely something I'm trying to like, you know, give myself a break from and where I still have anxiety a lot of times is spending money. But this vacation, I, it was all up front. So, you know, I paid my you know, some amount. I'm not going to say how much. And people don't need to know on the podcast how well I'm doing. Um, it's a lot better than most of you. Uh, but, you know, you pay them out and you just go. And the only thing I had to pay for were, like, souvenirs, like, my, you know, claimed bag or whatever. Um, and I ended up spending a little bit more than I wanted there. But all week, it was great. You just wake up. There's activities you can do. Or you can just go to the pool. Food is all free. There's multiple options. And, like, most of them are buffets where I grab a lot. Like, a whole week I was just bloated because I was just eating and drinking my heart's content. The pool has a swim up bar or something I wanted forever, like drunk all the time, mostly constipated. Now I have the shits because of some kind of alcohol withdrawal. But, you know, like to be able to just every single day, you know, like I don't got to worry about shit today. Like I can just do what I want to do. That was really cool. Whereas most trips, I'm always like, what am I going to do? And do I spend this much? Like I didn't have to think about that. Yeah, that's how I was when I was uh, in Dublin in October. I was always kind of stressed about how much money I was spending. Like I had like just opened a new credit card basically specifically for the trip. And I was just like, I just got to split between my bank account and this credit card. And I can worry about it a little less, but I mean, it's still money is always tight. So I was stressed out, but it sounds like basically you paid up front for the privilege of acting like you're rich for a week and just, Having no worries and just being able to do whatever the fuck you want. And that sounds awesome. Yeah, we went to this, like, little French restaurant and, like, had meal. You know, like, I would never order, like, you know, lobster cream is, like, my appetizer. And then I would have... um, Lobster juice? Lobster cream. How much is that by the thimble? I wouldn't know. It was was all included. Oh, that's actually a good point. And it was very delicious. And then I had some uh, rack of lamb. So they removed their their ribs. No, the ribs. They removed those. The lamb had a nice rack, so... No, no, it, rack of lamb is actually ribs. They, the the lambs willingly remove those. You, so they can suck their own dicks? Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, And then, you know, just like a nice little... Um, I'm glad they put it to use. A nice little French dessert. Um, But there's like nights like that, and there's other nights, you know, it's just go to a buffet. I'm like, ooh, I want a little bit of that, I want a little bit of that, I want a little bit of that. Did a boat trip. I'm going to buy myself a boat now. Probably a terrible idea. It'll give me more anxiety. Um, Then we did this like explorer thing where like in these Mayan caves... And we were, like, doing go-karts, ziplining, um, 
we did the, you know, like this little lazy river thing, but it was like really in a cave and I got to see a waterfall. It was great. Honestly, if you can get a chance to do like an all inclusive, like Mexico vacation, I highly recommend it. Um, it's definitely the kind of way I want to do my vacations. Like I kind of like knowing like always something to do. We did some like rifle shooting, like with BB guns. Um, other days we just went to the pool. We, you know, got to learn about culture. I had a very appreciation for Mexico. They're, government sounds like it's starting to do way better than ours which is hilarious but it's just a great vacation so uh bobby i know you got one coming up and i hope you have a similar experience yeah i'm going to la uh, i'm not paying for everything up front but um uh, i've never been out out west i'm very curious about how i'm gonna take to it but i'm excited excited for a new experience have a couple of days off from work i'm going out with uh, a bunch of uh not only with my girlfriend isabel but also with uh, a bunch of my cousins who i'm very close with we have a group group chat that's going like at all hours of the day so um we all kind of grew up together so we're all really close so i'm, I'm really looking forward to that um and bobby's and gonna move there after i'm probably not going to but cody would really like me to for some reason he wants me out of his life no um, i i would come with you in this scenario we'd live <laughs> together it'd be like an odd couple scenario okay we'd join a poly cool i don't know what that is explain that to me uh, my understanding of a polycule is that it's basically like a chart of how a group of people who, uh, a lot of them have sexual relationships with each other, um, are related. So a lot of people will be like main, they'll have like a main couple, but then they also have sex with other people. And then those other people have a kid with another person or they have sex with someone else in the group. Who has, uh, so you're just describing the television show friends. Got it. Yes. Okay. We covered that then. Um, no, that's actually really interesting. That Maybe that's something to open up, uh, you know, a different episode with find somebody who's actually part of one now and teach us how to fully integrate in that. But that is not why we came on today's episode, not to talk about polycules. Um, there was something big happening while I was on vacation that I, I'm sure means a lot to most of you. And if it doesn't, um, spoiler alert, what are we talking about today, Bobby? Uh, abortion. Uh, no. Um, well, Maybe. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about um, the last episode of Game of Thrones, a TV show that, Bobby, how would you describe your relationship with it? Uh, I'm a big fan of it, and uh, I view it as, and this is not uh, any super original thought, but it's probably the, the last, um, you know, monocultural mono uh, television show that a lot of people will be enjoying at the same time, whether it's because of peak TV, where there's just a thousand different great shows that mostly hit niches or uh, because of streaming services. It's pronounced niches, by the way. Okay, so <laughs> Peak TV uh, shows that hit different uh, Friedrich niches um, or because it's streaming services where something's not airing and so people aren't all watching it at the same time and reacting to it at the same time. And so that came to an end and what uh, I and a lot of probably almost everyone else <laughs> who watched it and uh, really engaged with the material thought was a, a disappointing fashion. Um, so that came to an end. And just before you went on vacation, uh, another one of the last pillars of pop cultural monoculture, um, Endgame, the Avengers, um, the end of this period of Avengers Marvel movies came out. And part of what we wanted to talk about was... The difference in spoiler culture between um, those two different things. Yeah, and how would you describe my relationship with Game of Thrones? Uh, your relationship with Game of Thrones is like 
my relationship with Aubrey Plaza, where you know about it from afar, but I've never engaged with it in any way. Yeah, so from Game of Thrones, with Bobby's creepy analogy describing it, um, <laughs> I've seen two episodes probably ever, but I know most of the major plot points because it's kind of hard not to, and I could have went out of my way to make sure that I didn't learn the end of Game of Thrones. What I'm going to do is double down at some point, and we're going to do some kind of uh, spoiler exercise with Game of Thrones where I either watch or learn too much about the show. Um, that'll be coming in a future episode. I just don't generally give a shit. Um, and that's not to say I'm like one of those people who thinks I'm popular for like not liking a cool thing. That's like a common meme. Those people get on my nerves even more because they think they're popular for telling people they're not popular for liking something popular. Who could you be talking about right now? Um, don't say their name. So many person. Um, but, you know, it's it's not lost to me that these shows are good. I'm not saying, like, they're bad shows. I just know they're not for me, and I don't have the time commitment. So I kind of find it interesting. I still find the stories compelling. I just don't want to sit there and take it in the same way other people do. So for me, I already know the ending of Game of Thrones, and I know the major spoiler in Endgame. Like, if you want to know, you know, my relationship with Marvel, I saw Infinity War two days before I went on vacation, and that was last week. So, uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see Endgame. I know the the major spoiler. I don't need to say that one there. Game of Thrones, I will say now, we're probably going to say what the spoiler is. It's kind of important to the context of the conversation we're having. Um, but it's, we'll, we'll try to work around it as yeah. much as possible. But, you know, you're listening to this episode right now, and you say, okay, the sport culture is a behavior thing, but... Where, where does Cody's neuroticism coming into this? And there's actually a big reason why. Um, I grew up, I used to watch everything. And I, I'm i usually into comedy, but I would watch um, those channels that would play movies from the like 70s, 80s, 90s. Like, all the pop culture things. Like, I would watch, like, you know, I love the 80s. And then I would make it a point to watch the movies in that. Because I love that pop culture. So it was a point where you go to Quizzos with me and they do pop culture that anything before, you know the time that most of us lived in, I would get those answers because that's all I lived in. I watched all of that. I would sit at home and I just turn on Comedy Central. Because you're a big Mo Rocca fan? Yeah, I love Mo Rocca. I love Michael Ian Black uh, pre-losing his fucking mind. Um, but I would watch, you know, whatever Comedy Central is playing over and over again, which was mostly made in America only. I don't know why. But I would just watch those things. And so, Black Sheep. Yeah, another <laughs> great movie. I loved Chris Farley. I watch all these comedy movies. I got some of the drama and action movies. You know, even Beverly Hills Cop just kind of mix it both of them, but like 48 Hours, which is, you know, another um, Eddie Murphy comedy. But like Eddie Murphy was the guy. Like you had to watch all the Eddie Murphy's movies back then. Like I've seen more Eddie Murphy movies by far than most people my age. Um, but then the thing is, when I was a kid, you know, I was big into, you know, It's Always Sunny, even Simpsons, Family Guy, and our cable and internet got cut off. And I got cut off from the world and it got to the point where I felt so disconnected from these shows. I convinced myself I didn't like It's Always Sunny. I convinced myself I didn't like The League. Two shows I had been watching at the time. Just because it was easier to say, no, I don't like those shows. Those kind of suck. They're sellouts. I was watching DVDs, because that's the only really medium I had. I would watch the same DVDs over and over because until I got a new one. Um, and then this isn't to say like I'm some kind of like one of those kids from movies. Like they watch the same DVDs in the seller world shit. It fucking sucks watching the same movie to the point where I was watching even with the commentary on because just to find something new. Uh, me and my brother did that a lot, actually. When we got our wisdom teeth out, um, 
I would take all of the painkillers and Connor wouldn't because he was scared to take them. And we would just watch like the uh, 40-year-old virgin exactly. commentary. And I've seen that commentary. Actually, a great, great yeah. commentary. If you want to actually listen to something and laugh a lot, 40-year-old virgin, knocked up, or very good. Any of the Judd Apatow ones where it's just all improv and the people yeah. who just are fucking around in the commentary, actually a great listen. The weirdest ones I ever listened to is Step Brothers. Um, they were not taking it seriously. They brought in a keyboardist and then they brought in Baron Davis at one point. <laughs> And they're not talking about the movie. They're mostly ad-libbing songs. Like, I couldn't even get through it. Even I was like, this is kind of stupid. Um, but that was my life. And then when cable and internet came back into my life, it just was this, this shock to me. It's like, I used to keep up with all of my shows. I'd be so upset if on a Thursday night I didn't get to watch, you know, Scrubs, 30 Rock, and all those shows in a row. And then it was, like, out of, like, out of a uh, realm of possibilities came back i remember talking shit on it's always sunny in philadelphia because there was a couple of episodes i didn't like at the time they got cut off so it was easier for me to just be like that show fucking sucks now then feel behind everybody it was like this anxiety thing to me so now i can't really like watch a tv show along with it unless i'm really 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 invested so netflix for me and the binge culture is great but there's shows that i like and i'm like i don't have the time to watch these because of my anxiety. Like, I don't like to sit down. It, it kind of, losing internet and TV, it kind of gives you that jolt of like, oh yeah, that's what happens when you your whole free time is gone. Like, you were just spending five hours a day to ten hours a day watching TV. Like, don't fucking do that anymore. It's hard for me to watch TV now. But then I could binge one show. I've seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia again, and I'm like, oh, this is the funniest show ever. St. Joe's Prep King, Rob McElhenney. Yeah, he's, he's my, like, hero now. But, like, when you talk about a Game of Thrones that shows like that, it's like, that's sitting down for an hour, you're so fidgety, you can't do anything else, and you have to focus on it, that doesn't fit who I am. So, when I'm like, show like Dexter, I'm like, oh man, this show is really good. I'm not gonna sit down and watch Dexter. Let me just read the Wikipedia for Dexter. That's easier for me. I prefer that. Yeah, that and makes sense. People think that's so fucking weird. Now, I think if... You kind of want to broadly know what's going on, but you don't want to devote. I mean, it's a lot of time um, to watching any any like long running series like Dexter. Like I would I would never sit down and watch like all of Shameless as much as I enjoyed Shameless when I did watch it. Like when I when I have free time now to myself, I'm not watching TV like I try to trick my brain into the illusion that I'm doing something because I. So I would rather like play video games or something like that. Exactly. So there's only a few shows that I will watch like religiously when they come out or right after like I right when I get an opportunity to. It's Atlanta. It's the good place. There was a brief time there where it was Superstore. Um and it was Game of Thrones at this point. And that's after um after New Girl ended and obviously Parks and Rec and the Office and 30 Rock are long in the rearview mirror. At this point, it's very, very few things that I will make a point to sit down and watch immediately. And Game of Thrones was really the most important one because that's the one that... I mean, Atlanta is popular. Um, the Good Place is pretty popular. But Game of Thrones, like I said earlier, it's monoculture. It's Everyone is going to be talking about it. Yeah. And I listened to Binge Mode on The Ringer like... Um, I, I read like every article that I could find about it just so that I would know like everything that's going on so that I could even just watching it live for the first time, like take in as many little details or like spin out as many theories as I could. 
Yeah, so I think, you know, hearing that too, I, I don't think the feeling I have is really unique. I think it just hit me earlier from, than most people. I think we're now all kind of in that boat where we pick and choose because the thing is, when you sit down and decide to watch one form of media in today's world, you're missing out on so many different options. You could be listening to a podcast. You could be watching someone play a video game on Twitch. You can be just interacting with people on Twitter, watching a sports game and like kind of talking together. There is some other monocultural things where before it was like everybody watched TV. Everybody knew what happened. I, I love Lucy stuff like that. It's like, yeah, I know that's kind of cliche and cheesy, but like, I just missed the boat on Game of Thrones and I knew I was such a comedy fan that I, I wasn't going to go back even though people tried to convince me and stuff. But when you talk about like, yeah, I watch Atlanta and Good Place when they come out. But everything else, it's like, you know, w- right now we just watched I Think You Should Leave, which is like the show right now. Like it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I don't even want to like... Hit, the hit meme factory. Yeah, and it's it's great to me. And that became a thing because everybody just like could quickly consume it and push it out. But like, like Bobby said, Game of Thrones is done. Other than like sporting events like the Super Bowl, like is anything else ever going to hit us that way or in that cadence? And I was just out of the cadence. Like even going back now, it's kind of like Game of Thrones will probably still be good if I watch it. It won't be as good knowing that I'm going to be the guy like, hey, who wants to come back and talk about Game of Thrones instead of being the guy in real time? And that's kind of a level to it, which kind of brings us to our next point. Game of Thrones kind of transcended spoilers because the whole point of Game of Thrones was if you couldn't talk about it as it happened, it wasn't as good. But you would talk about movie Endgame, there's these rules like, don't spoil Endgame. And there's people like, no, you should know it's a popular movie. And there's other people like, well, you should give people time just in case their life circumstances. And people are depriving themselves of that thing they're on every single day because they haven't seen Endgame yet. Right. Before um, we actually get to that, Isabel no, you is... don't you don't derail my... no, Isabel has uh, since changed her mind on this because um, now she wants to go back and watch every Marvel movie and see Endgame. But when the big um, thing that happened was LaShawn McCoy spoiled the big uh, one of the big plot points of Endgame and he misspelled one of the names, so it got through people's muted words. Oh yeah, <laughs> she was like, "It's so nice to just like not give a shit about something." Because, like, nowadays, literally everything that happens feels, as if you're very active, especially, like, on Twitter, and a lot of people are talking about it, like, basically everything that happens feels like it is a huge deal. So, I, I watched Game of Thrones, and during the, we missed, I missed one episode live because the Sixers, uh, Game 7 against the Raptors was that night. What? I don't know what you're talking about. You weren't at my home. I didn't cry. Yes, uh, I was not staring out into the void for an almost comedically long amount of time after that game didn't happen. I wasn't but, on my roof deck alone while it was raining. But I saw on Twitter a, a couple spoilers, but I also saw people being like, wow, this episode completely fucks it up. So I was just like, oh, wow, I actually don't give a shit about seeing these spoilers. And that's what I kind of wanted to ask you about, because like, Something that is a huge deal culturally, just not giving a shit about it. Like, what's that? It's it's interesting. I mean, you're on the outside whenever it's happening. So, like, anytime you've ever seen somebody tweet, like, I'm sick of people tweeting about The Bachelors, or if somebody doesn't like football, like, sick sick of tweeting football, there's some of those feelings. But at the same time, like, there is some kind of relief in, like, I don't have to have that emotional connection to it 
but seeing people react to it's still interesting to me and still kind of feeling part of the story. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, I don't give a shit. And when people get angry at me and they think like, oh, your taste must be bad. But like, even if you talk about the Star Wars movies, I Star Wars was the only action like um, sci-fi thing I watched as a kid. I did not like Lord of the Rings. Uh, my friends took me to see the, the first two Hobbit movies and I really enjoyed those. I still need to see the third. I didn't like, um, you know, a lot of the things that kids like. I liked Yu-Gi-Oh! just kind of as a force thing, but like, remember that was really huge and I didn't get into late. Like, it was just, I wanted comedy. Only thing but comedy. So Star Wars, when they redid, you know, one, two, three, I hated it. And I was like, well, I'm kind of fucking out on this. And then when they came back with the new ones, I was super excited. No one was more excited about Solo than me. And, um, you know, Donald Glover, one of my heroes playing Lando Calrissian, still haven't seen it. And I saw Rogue One two years after, and I loved it. It's one of my favorite movies, but I'm not going to rewatch it. And I'm definitely not going to rush to go see the next Star Wars movie because for me, I just can't get myself to pretend like I'm wrapped into that. So if you're telling me what does it feel like, it varies. But for the most part, it legitimately is apathy. I'm just like, it's just an agreement with myself to bring kind of rest to me. Like, I will get anxiety when I'm behind. Just agree with myself. We're not going to care about that thing because we don't need to put that extra pressure on ourselves. So if you get spoiled, we're just going to accept that. And I know for a lot of people, that's a lot different. Like, would I like to not heard um, the end of Game of Thrones? It's like 50-50. I heard it, whatever, I might forget it if I ever do go watch the show, or I know I'm never going to watch it, it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, it's cool to not know, but at the same time, I could get to participate in the memes and stuff. Like, it's... Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm trying to describe to you, and for me, at the end of the day, it's just, it's a nothing. I am aware it exists. Like, you kind of said, you know, Aubrey Plaza, that analogy was actually good. Like, know about it from afar, but it's just not happening for me. It's just not a part of my life, and I can't force it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, it's just interesting to not give a shit because there's so much sensory overload and empathy overload. Um, it's, it, I, I think time. that, like, you know, being a sports fan and, like, when the World Cup happens, I give a shit, but I know a lot of people, like, never watch a day of soccer in my life. I can't force this. It doesn't matter how compelling the soccer game is. I just will never understand or care. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a really good analogy, actually. Yeah, but the, the thing that's so funny to me is. You know, I eventually watched Infinity War. I already know a big spoiler Endgame, but I got angry for people it was getting spoiled for because I know some people care. But Endgame, there were so many different rules than was for Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, we all have an agreement that if you're on Twitter during Game of Thrones, it's going to be play-by-played harder than a sports game. Endgame, it's like everybody shut your mouth so you can't hold it any longer. And by far, it's the same thing. But the difference being that one of the things you have to drive to a movie theater, the other thing you just have to sit on the couch. And that's the only difference that creates these new spoiler rules. Yeah, I th- I mean, that's exactly what it is. Um, I, I, it's, it's not only that there's a little bit more of like a barrier to entry to see a movie, because like you said, you do have to like go to a theater, like buy a ticket, like for Endgame, you need to block out. Like, like, between travel time, like, four hours of your day. Yeah. Or night to go see it. Um, whereas Game of Thrones, like, it airs on HBO Live. You can get someone's HBO password. Like, if you know more yeah. than three people, you can get one of their HBO passwords. And if you got kids, it as soon as it goes on. that means no babysitter. 
You don't need a babysitter for an hour, especially because you're in the home. Four hours out of the house, somebody's got to watch your kids. Yeah, no, like, that's, that's true. Another one of the barrier to entry is like that creates so many different things. So that's what gets so confusing when you go on Twitter. It's like people like fighting against it. Nobody ever considers anybody else's position because surprise, people on Twitter are assholes. Um, it's always just like, well, I couldn't see it, but I knew what I was dealing with. It's like, well, I'm not fucking you. Like, even if I was in prison for a year, it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, okay, maybe I committed some crimes, but it doesn't mean you should spoil the movie for me. <laughs> like, yeah, that was uh, a, a blog that I wrote uh, right after LaShawn McCoy spoiled that, was that the Bills were releasing him for yeah. spoiling the movie and ruining the locker room culture. Um, and that was also more of a joke about the NFL, because he was accused of like beating up a woman in that. Yeah. They never even considered releasing him. But um, We're investigated so, on any level from what I could tell. I'm sure that they wanted... They didn't want to know a single thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for most of the time that I watched Game of Thrones, I started watching right after season three. Like I caught up over the summer um, when I was home from college. I would watch live, but I would be like respectful of people that wouldn't weren't watching live. So I, if I had a reaction to something, it would be like vague and not spoilery. I would just be like, whoa, or holy shit, or something like that. So like... If you go back through my timeline while I was watching it, you didn't really get much. But if you're, like, looking at Twitter at the same time, you say, oh, like, it's basically my way of, like, participating without ruining it for other people. Which is great because there's also that subset of um, Game of Thrones that just made these contextless tweets that are nothing. <laughs> yeah. In sports, it's just like, it's Patchak's uh, sports tweet where he just goes, what sports happened? Wow. That was, like, Game <laughs> of Thrones for a while. It's like, just people are going, like, oh, my God. It's like, if you looked at that tweet, you'd be like... Did they get stabbed or are they watching TV? Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't add anything to the conversation, but it was ultimately it was just my way of feeling like I was participating and also not feeling like an asshole because I wasn't spoiling anything for anyone. Fair. fair. But by by the start of the second to last season of Game of Thrones, it was like this is a this is an event. Like when this is on, there's only 14 episodes left. 8 in the second to last season six in the last season so like if you're not oh, watching you did this math right this time oh yeah oh yeah uh <laughs> i made a whole point to say i need to correct my math quick corrections corner uh i was talking about the student loan forgiveness plan that elizabeth warren had proposed and i completely fucked up the math i said if you make one hundred ninety thousand dollars, you'd get no student loan relief and that was very incorrect it would be uh two hundred fifty thousand dollars that you'd get none because Every dollar, every three dollars that you make over a hundred thousand dollars is one dollar less of debt relief you get. And but the, be- the best part being that I didn't remember that. Who fucking cares, Bobby? Oh, I don't know. I listened to it and was like, "Wow, that was hilarious, hilariously uh, wrong." Next erotica brought to you by Bobby. <laughs> but by, as I was saying, by the beginning of season seven of Game of Thrones, it's an event. Enough people are watching it that. At that point, I was just like, it's on you if you're not watching it. I I feel like we kind of came to that as, like, collectively, and it wasn't just me. Yeah, it was, it was a that. mob mentality. It's not like if you stopped, like, you were doing anybody any favors at that point. Like, it just was already happening no matter what. Right. But, like, I still haven't seen Endgame, and I haven't had it spoiled for me yet besides the one thing. Thank you so much, Shady. Um, what did he spoil? <laughs> just say it. Spoiler game. Spoiler. <laughs> you fucker! Um, put 
real beeps if you want. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's basically movies and I feel like um, streaming shows. People are way more respectful because it's not happening as a group all at the same time. Like you need to go out of your way to go see a movie. And if a show, if Orange is the New Black or House of Cards, whatever, I don't know why those two are the first fucking Good shows. Good ones, dude. They're, they're kind of the originals of like Netflix streaming and stuff like that. Those all drop at once. So it's not like everyone is watching them at midnight on the Friday that they drop. So you know that you need to give it a little time to let people catch up on it. Which is a weird thing, too, because if, if you talk about like a show like Stranger Things, another show that I didn't really like, I did end up watching the first season, but I didn't care if it was spoiled for me. That's asking people to do a hybrid of Game of Thrones and um, Endgame being that you're on your couch, so you're not at theater, you can watch it at your own leisure, but you're in, like taking in 8 to 10 hours of content. So you have to keep in mind that other people might not have the schedule where they can do all at once. They might do an hour one day. They might miss a couple days. So you're talking about, you know, Endgame, if you say, okay, well, you have to see it within the first week come out if you really care. You talk about Stranger Things, like, people are pissed at me. I didn't watch it for a year, and I was, like, getting mad about some spoilers. So you should have saw it by now. I'm like, that's eight hours of shit I need to catch up on. Like, I don't want to just watch an episode here and there. Like, I want to watch it all. But you're asking me a tall task. But at the same time, yeah, it's it's a streaming show. I can watch it. Like Now we're talking about three different things. And there's three different rules on it. And nobody has an agreement about what fully those rules are. Because it only takes one person to spoil something. But it also takes Thank your second you friend, who's an asshole, to retweet that spoiler. Because they wanted you to see it. I don't follow Sean McCoy. I wouldn't have seen that shit. But some I, other person retweet. He has retweets on that tweet. I had blocked LaShawn McCoy because I think <laughs> he had like promoted tweets or something. And then because I wanted to write that blog and I wanted the times to be right, I unblocked him and like put my hand over it. And then I forgot to reblock him and someone fucking retweeted it. And that was what spoiled it for me. But I exactly. Like, I fucking earned that. Yeah. You- but yeah, there's. I think that streaming shows and movies have very similar rules. Like there will be an embargo on spoilers. Um, and you'll be like, yo, if you want to talk about this, like I have a group DM or like if you, you're in like a group text, you'll be like, let's have a side group for people that have seen this so that we can all talk about it now. That's what we did for stranger things with my cousins. And that's, we did that for game of Thrones as well. But I mean, but here's the funny thing. We had that in our own discord and every time I went to those channels, people yelled at me cause they said, Cody, we know you haven't seen it. Other people cared more about me seeing spoilers than I cared about me seeing spoilers, which was hilarious. But that just shows you how like emotionally invested people are in this is because they even sometimes want you to experience it for the first time where other people are just like, it's your fault, fucker. Like, and that's such a weird schism. And I mean, I don't have to talk to you about in our society right now, schisms, but like there are legitimately people who are like, fuck you, you had all the time. There's other people like, no, don't, please watch it in its original best form. And it's like, that's the fight keep having to go back and forth. So Bobby, I propose on today's episode, we got to make the rules, man. We got to set them. There needs to be on record, on voice, recording. Um, and, you know, obviously all the big celebs watch this show. Uh, listen to it, sorry. Um, so, th- you know, they're going to take that to heart. They're going to influence their people. Influencers are going to say, 
Neurotica set the rules. These are how they are. So, uh, Bobby, let, let's set the rules for spoilers today. What do you think? All right. So what, what should um, we start with? Do you want to go more the Game of Thrones route, the more Endgame route, or the more Stranger Things route, which is more of a hybrid, and maybe we should hold that last? Yeah, let's do let's do that order. I think Game of Thrones... I mean, who knows if any rules that we set down would even come into play ever because it's such a unique thing at this point. Decoders. Um, Decoders? Yeah, I think every episode should come to Decoders, so you can tweet whatever you want, but then you actually translate it to a different sentence. I couldn't tell if you're saying Dakotas in some kind of accent. Or if like you're referring to yourself. In as, a Jamaican accent. I'm Dakota. I'm Dakota's man. <laughs> That right. would be so you really think terrible. it should be like in a Christmas story? Yeah, where you, you have the Ovaltine thing. Yeah. Okay. That's, I think the Ovaltine thought. No, I think that makes sense. You can say whatever you want. You just have to go through the painstaking process of using a coder to write it and then decode it. Not. It doesn't need to be like letters scrambled. It can be maybe like this week. Uh, this character is going to be referred to by a different name. Like let's say um, you know who's the most who's your favorite stark i know the stark family someone who's your favorite uh aria we're gonna refer to her as greg this week okay and let's say like uh um, yeah greg but that I'm would throw you greg. off you, you wouldn't understand you would not get anything from you'd be like oh yeah like you know and then maybe said it saying something like killed a dragon you could be like mow the lawn that's a thought i and mean you just like you would just read greg mow the lawn and to anybody who wasn't like in the know that's just that's just the like interesting normie tweet, and I mean I would never expect Twitter to do anything this like actually good for their users, but it might be interesting for really big event stuff if they had like a spoiler mode where the uh, any tweet that you sent was showed up in like a certain font. Yeah, like a winding. Yeah, like the, the Discord does now. Where you can black it out. You click it, and then it shows a spoiler, so you know it's a spoiler. Yeah. iMessage has that too. Yeah, so that that's a cool idea, but like Twitter never did that. So like, you know, let's say okay, what's what's like the main bad guy you would say from Game of Thrones? Just pick one. Uh, Cersei. Okay, Cersei. I don't know anything about Cersei, but let's say like Cersei is um, Uncle Max or something, right? So now say something that Cersei did that was like really big and bad in the show. Uh, blew up the Sept of Baelor. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but we could translate that to touch me. Sure. Um, yeah. So people say. Are you admitting something right now? No, I mean I didn't decide those sentences would go together. I'm just saying you would see somebody tweet, "My uncle touched me," and you just feel sympathy for them. You wouldn't think that's a Game of Thrones spoiler. I feel. Are you sure that you're not admitting? I, I don't really get where you're going with this, but anyway, um, I just think decoders would help because then you can bury that in the back of your mind what you're actually saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, uh, that's just my plan. What, what would you say for a show? Uh, I would probably not bring up how Uncle Greg touched me at all. It was Uncle Max. I, I mean, there's no uncle though. It's just the it's just the system. Okay. Well, I I actually uh, like my idea kind of of Twitter having like if you put like a hashtag Game of Thrones at the end of something, if it would like change the font to like a Game of Thronesy nonsense font so that you had to specifically click on it. To That's see interesting. It yeah, maybe like a, a secret Game of Thrones language. And then after a while you learn it and then it would be ruined for you too, you fucking idiot. Dude, I am like 
kind of struggling with English from time to time right now. I don't think I would learn like a goddamn Game of Thrones Westerosi Cyrillic alphabet. I mean, I'm dyslexic and I think I could do it. So whatever. Okay. Well, that's great. Fuck you. But I think for Game of Thrones, spoiler wise, as I said, I don't know if we're ever going to see anything like it again. But I think if something is airing live and it's that big of a deal, you kind of... You might, think self-policing. Yeah, like, at that point, I think you do have to just, like... Like, Endgame comes out, certain people see it. Like, if you're really into it, you'll see it within, like, four days, probably. But that's still four days where things could be spoiled and still a lot more time where other people could see it. So, I think that's, as we've said, completely different. But Game of Thrones, anything that's on live that's that big of a deal... You either you should just suck it up until you can watch it like the next day, because that's another thing you are going to be able. It's only going to be like an hour, hour and a half at the longest, and you're going to have the availability to watch it like the next day. So you can stay off Twitter for a day in a way that like if you get all your news from it or like whatever, like interact a lot with it and get humor and everything from Twitter the way we do. We're not going to stay off for three weeks until we see Endgame. It's just unrealistic. Yeah, I, I think that fa- that's fair. And I think we're switching the conversation, you know, from uh, Game of Thrones. You just got to self-police yourself. It, it's meant to be enjoyed all together at once with commentary. Um, and failing a new system of either, you know, some kind of censorship or another platform, people don't want to talk about it. We don't have that technology. Just kind of know what's been true always. You can't really decide because you missed this one week you're now the person who it deserves to be saved from because the other weeks you were tweeting it um but talking about end game you know um that's a much different story so like uh, you know when we're talking about end game you know that's a movie thing so big movies what's the spoiler rules for big movies like bobby what do you what do you think you're kind of talking to it already um so i think what end game did was um pretty good because I think people kind of agreed we'll give it a week, basically, before we openly tweet spoilers and, like, memes that could spoil anything. And the director, I think the director is the Russo brothers. I could be mixing up the wrong person in the production. Sure. I think they said they gave, like, a date. Like, this coming Monday, whatever it was, two weeks later... Don't spoil it until then. After that, go nuts. So then, people and then know we issue tax they... credits. Of course, we're gonna means test everything. No, what I'm saying is, That's we, we give tax credits that if you don't spoil by the date set by the people who made the movie, like five hundred dollars, we're gonna tax you on your own credit. So if you spoil it the first day, you hundred percent lose the tax credit. But halfway there, it's a sliding scale, fifty percent. So what you're saying is, we give people tax credits and then keep their fucking mouth shut. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I see I read that like a book. Yeah, I don't I didn't even know that that was what I was saying and then when you said it it was like it pretty seeing clear to me. someone take out my brain in front of me and point at it and be like this is what you were saying. That's why I'm so good at mental health. <laughs> Correct. Cuz your brain is so good and works perfect. It it do good. <laughs> but yeah, so for like for Endgame, they said here's the date. If you really care enough about spoilers, you got to see it. You have two weeks. You can find. The I time do legit like that idea that they kind of like said, "Hey, like here's how we feel 
you know, the movie can be enjoyed in this time frame. Otherwise, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, and they were, they were like, really about that. They were like, don't spoil this for people. We want people to see it, have the experience. Like, just don't, don't talk about it for a couple of weeks. It's not going to fucking kill you. And, and this reminds me that, um, do you know Matt Iglesias? He's like a Vox writer. Yeah, yeah. Like a, he was like a with her, like, lib dipshit guy yeah i've seen a lot of his tweets he, he does he have that picture where it's like kind of side of his face he's looking way more dramatic than he needs to he is like bald and overweight I, most journalists have that picture i know that's why i said it yeah so you're correct <laughs> he had some stupid fucking tweet about how giving into spoiler culture and not spoiling things is like coddling people or something like that. What was that? Like, that's just... I forget exactly. I get so pissed when people say that because it's, like, turning, like, movies and television and content into commodities that, like, we're, we're getting capitalistic with our fucking, like, movies now. It's like, it's like, well, you have the means to see the movie. Why don't you produce your ass into the theater? Like, I don't know what the fuck people are steal is with that shit. Like... I'm trying to remember what... Do you what... Mean, I just mean... Like, what do you mean coddling people? Like, they failed because they didn't see the movie as fast as you did? Like... Shut the fuck up, man. Uh, I think part of his point was that great art will be great no matter if you've had it spoiled for you or not. And I agree with that. I totally agree with that. That's that's good, but then saying that like not spoiling shit for people is bad is so fucking stupid because it's just a matter of common courtesy and like you can only see something for the first time once. So not spoiling something is just allowing someone to have a visceral experience that for something like Endgame or Game of Thrones, there's nowhere else that you can get something like that. And, like, and it's funny when you talk about that because there was actually a study that I think it said people enjoy movies more when they're spoiled from them according to their brain waves. Who the fuck cares about your brain waves? You will actually enjoy it however you fucking enjoy it. And if you're the kind of person that doesn't like spoilers, you're just gonna be pissed off no matter like what your brain chemicals are saying while you're watching it. Like, if you enjoy it more having it spoiled for you, then watch it a second time <laughs> go fucking nuts dude. yeah that you know it's gonna be spoiled for you every single time it's like you know people say like i wish i could have sex for the first time again which is a weird statement to make because you were probably terrible at it me um but at the same time like you know you're gonna enjoy it and then you're gonna say yeah i wish i could have that feeling again you're better off just finding that feeling in something else anyway it's you're chasing this high i get it but at the same time, let people have that high. Because that's such an important moment in your life when you watch Star Wars for the first time. You go, this is the most important thing I've ever watched in my life. This is part of my identity. Where if I just went up to Bobby and I was like, hey man, let me tell you beat by beat what happens in Lord of the Rings. And you go, wow, that's really cool. And you watch it. like You might like Lord of the Rings, but it's not going to fucking consume your life the same anymore. Because it's not your experience. It's my experience through you. Right. So, And I think it's... Like, important to note that what we're so heated about right now is not having anything specifically spoiled for us. Yeah, I don't care. Because I don't really care either. There's not that much that would be a huge deal if it was spoiled for me. It's just, like, the fact that someone would be such a dickhead to, like, take that experience from someone... And then for, have the the audacity. Is it because you're wrong? Is it because you're the troll at the Harry Potter book release that's yelling Dumbledore dies at the end? What the fuck, Bobby? Is it because you are Matt Iglesias and you're just like you're a foolish rube if you 
don't want to know what happens the first time you see something like what it what are you really getting out of it i guess we're saying both sides overreact you can still enjoy it if it's spoiled for you but there's no reason to go out of your way yeah it's just a it's just a dick move yeah the thing that happened for me is the way that endgame got spoiled for me is because i was going through some idiot's tweets and i was actually reporting them because he was like saying the n-word or telling one of my friends that they're like a dumb shit for being a woman or something like that and i saw him tweet it to somebody else to try to be a troll of somebody he didn't like and i was like kind of bummed because he's not the guy i wanted to spoil it for me but at the same time i didn't care because i thought to myself well i'm not gonna see it for a while so i'm either forget it or it was never gonna have the same impact for me so i can't really act like you know, I'm all high and muddy when I'm not the guy who wants to see it opening night. Um, but that's the thing is, if you dig deep enough into social media, it's always going to get spoiled whether you're looking for it or not. I was looking for times this guy was calling people um, the F word and I don't mean fuck. And, you know, like, that's what I get in the end. And I could be like, well, you know, fuck this guy even more. But he was doing what I could have done too. I could... I could tweet Game of Thrones spoilers at some dumb politician to try to ruin his night, too, because I fucking hate whatever politicians tweet about missing Game of Thrones. Um, but, yeah, that, that's kind of the thing for me. It's like, when it comes to movies, you just have to respect when people go, and I get it. People want to make the memes and stuff. I think it's the date thing's kind of cool that we all kind of agree. It's like either a week or a month or whatever. Um, but you can't stop people from wanting to make the memes and stuff. I get that, and it that's that's what makes it hard. I think it's just it's common courtesy. Don't be a dick if you have to, but if you can't hold it, I don't blame you either. Yeah, I think the best thing to do is say, like this is what I did after I saw Us, uh, the Jordan Peele movie. I didn't like tweet any plot points about it, but I just said, "This is crazy." If anyone wants to talk about it, like DM me. Yeah. So that allows you to engage about it and like talk about it with someone but not fuck it over not fuck other people over for not being attention seeking whore yeah exactly now i I do want to shift though to netflix because i have a very combative uh feeling on this um when we talk about stranger things like i said it took me a a long time to watch stranger things people like well you don't you know um you don't have the right to get mad um people are just mad at me in general for not watching stranger things my Why people is, get so mad at you about this i don't know dude like people care they're like i've never heard of people like getting mad at someone for not watching something but that's that's the meme you're not cool if you don't like something that's popular but it's it's those those memes exist more than the people who are like don't like the thing that's popular like you don't see a lot of posts from me like you game of thrones idiots other than that one guy who's driving the cars like people are showers don't get laid um you see more posts of people like, that if you're talking shit on Game of Thrones, you will. Allu- it's like, why are people trying to rap battle with me about Game of Thrones when I didn't even say I don't like it? I just said I don't watch it. Like, I don't, I never tell people Game of Thrones sucks. I just, like, I don't watch Game of Thrones. And then I start getting, oh man, you gotta watch it. What's wrong with you? I'm like, what's wrong with me? I have clinical depression, PTSD. <laughs> you wanna talk about that shit? Come on the podcast, Neurotica. Lots. I'm advertising my podcast on my podcast. Check it out. Um, no, but. When I talk about Netflix and Stranger Things, I don't think there is any reason to spoil anything on a show that's on Netflix unless it's memeable. And that's actually how I feel. That's not a joke. 
Hmm. Because for how long? Do you mean like for ever? forever? Because here's my thing: something that's put on Netflix like Stranger Things. I don't care anybody you talk to how much they like Stranger Things. Not a single thing in Stranger Things happened that was so culturally changing that you needed to share it with the world. And I'm willing to stand by that. And I don't think you need to spoil things unless you can create something that adds to it. I'm saying, no, I'm just saying, if you went on Twitter right now and tweeted, I can't believe this happened in Stranger Things, what would that add to your experience? Well, other people that are watching it like around the same time like i'm not going to tweet about it now necessarily but like within the like two weeks after it came out when people are talking about it like that's just something else that people that you can talk about yes now here's where my second point comes in when you talk about netflix shows though when the hell do you ever line up with anybody else watching the netflix show i mean you i would talk about it after i finished it yeah but i'm just saying how many Netflix shows where you were on episode eight, a good group of people that you knew were on episode eight, assuming episode eight is not the end? Oh, yeah, never. Exactly. That's my point. When things come out on Netflix and Hulu that are just instant launch, nobody is ever on the same timeline, ever. So anything you tweet is a potential spoiler to somebody else. Somebody who goes on vacation... As soon as something's released, they're on episode one and you're the last episode. So you're like, oh, yeah. And then this part. And they're like, oh, shit. You can't be mad at that person who go on vacation. That's eight to ten hours to commit to. So eight to ten hours could cost somebody a month or two where some people could be a whole weekend. Netflix and those, you're never on the same timeline. I don't think there is ever a good time to spoil except for, I will say, about a year. And I know that is extreme. But it has to be extreme because the whole point of Netflix is Netflix is kind of like a viral YouTube video that could start off slow and explode. We're talking about I think you should leave. But you came in. You didn't even see I think you should leave. You've seen a lot of the memes that are funny. But like I forced you to watch it. You had no rush to see it really. Even the memes were still fine. I'm sure you weren't like, oh man, that meme ruined it for me. And there's things for Stranger Things that people can't really ruin Stranger Things for me either. It's just that when something comes out, we're never going to be on the same timeline. So you're always at risk of getting your timeline jumbled the show of, oh, shit, that was episode five, not four. Whoops. Hmm. Yeah, I just blew all of your brain. I don't know. I just I think that Stranger Things is. That's just. Sucks. I think something like that is enough, <laughs> like towards the Game of Thrones, where after like, like a a week or so. See, my my thing with Game of or uh, Stranger Things as well is the whole show is just a plot twist, and I I actually the show doesn't suck. I think the show is uneven, and I think most people agree with that. I think the writing's pretty bad outside of the major plot points. I think the minutia of people's conversations in the show are pretty garbage. And how people react to certain things. I'm like, these people have never met people in real life. Um, so I get really frustrated with like a little details. But I think the the writing of the like, major plot points are amazing. And yeah, you can spoil those for people. But at the same time, you're just kind of taking away the beats of the show that make the show. It's not like if you watch a Game of Thrones and I spoil it for you. Game of Thrones does so much great thematically from what I've heard. So much like 
with the characters, how much you get invested in them. I think Stranger Things, the only thing that matters are those big plot twists. So by tweeting it out, you're not even just tweeting out like what happens in the show. You take the whole power from the show. And I, guess... I think I think with that, I think with that power, you kind of just have to hold off. And that's just why I feel that way. Other Netflix things, I don't think Netflix has really released anything like Stranger Things yet that have hit people so much. I think you should leave does now, but it's such a different genre. Yeah, you can't really spoil that. Yeah, it's just a comedy. Like the the jokes are funny out of context and in context. But like when you talk about a, a Stranger Things, that was Netflix's first big like hit of like people were like calling it much watched TV. But the only thing that much watched was about it was the twist. So by tweeting out anything about it, you were just basically telling people the show. I felt like. I see where you're coming from, but with any sci-fi or, like, fantasy show, like, um, Game of Thrones or Stranger Things, a lot of, like, a lot of the fun of talking about it is, like, theorizing. True. Of, like, what makes what happen, like, what, where did the upside down come from, like, how does, what's going on in their effect, what's going on in, like, the normal world, like, why are there weird cars in the upside down, but there's no one, like, how did they get there? Yeah. I guess so. I guess what I'm saying more is this. This is my thing. Stranger Things is not the place to talk about on social media. That is that is my end claim because your friends won't be where you are talking in a group chat or people one on one in person that you can kind of feel out and say, "Oh, you're here, and this is fine." I think that's a better medium, and I think that's what the rule is. You need to separate into your packs with shows like that. And I know that sounds a little dramatic, but it's just, you can, with Game of Thrones, it's over in that one hour. It's on that slot. Endgame, movies are only in theaters, like, what, a month? So even if we said the whole run of the theater, there really is this end point where, like, if you're waiting for DVD, you don't get the fucking luxury that you get, you know, spoiler-free. But something on Netflix, it's instant right now. One person has the time to watch it for the full eight hours, and one person is dealing with a parent that's sick and they can't watch it all for the first month, but they still really want to watch this show or they're going on vacation or they're just a lazy jackass. Those people are all in different realms where they're a different part of the timeline. So that's really where you talk about your luxury of your life. You got to see it first. That's awesome. Please be considered to other people who don't have the eight to 10 hours, even in a week. And that's the argument I'm making find people who have the luxury with you talk to them i think i think you've convinced me here actually uh, i would say a, a lot shorter than a year yeah I and maybe, i know i'm being dramatic you, that's probably not it but two months or something like sure. that but like i felt i i tweeted a semi-spoiler for american vandal season two the other day and it was like oh yeah i, I just realized that i never wanted to tweet this for like the first two yeah. the first two months because I was American Vandal isn't like a huge hit and I was just like this show's amazing, everyone should watch it. Yeah. And so, my my go to joke now though is like when people are talking about spoilers, I always just drop the rosebud spoiler. It's his sled when he was a kid because it's like the ultimate joke of just like <laughs> at this point everybody should know what that is. <laughs> like but um When no, I was I'm, in college I was God, I was such a dick in college. My uh my buddy Nate told me that he had never seen The Usual Suspects. And oh, that's a, that's a big spoiler movie. So yeah. we were at a party, and I was talking to him and another guy, and I just turned to the other guy. I was like, yo, what happens at the end of The Usual Suspects? And he was just like, 
no like yeah did like a slow motion like no yeah. i remember memento got rude for me that movie's been out for like what was 40 years now i'm like i can't never watch memento because it got ruined for me i don't think it's been 40 years but it's been, it's some been a while i'm gonna look up memento um in the My meantime guess is 19 years okay what you think it came out in 2000 yes you think the movie memento came out in 2000 how Me- old do you think christopher nolan is it definitely came out in at the like earliest nineties, it's at least thirty years. We're gonna look this up right now. Memento. Is that Guy Pierce in it? When the last fucking time you saw a Guy Pierce movie? Um, he was in the. King's well, Memento speech. came out in two thousand. I feel like a real dick. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was the erotica, Bobby. What do you want to plug today? <laughs> um, I will have a. That can't be fucking right. No, it's right. I saw it. Or I love the nineties. Whatever. Uh, I'm going to have a blog uh, coming out, I guess, today, if this comes out on Friday. Um, That's kind of a Game of Thrones spoiler, so I don't want to say what it is. Great. It's the, <laughs> the concept is that it's a interview with the actor who plays Drogon, the giant dragon. Is there actually an actor? No. Okay, great. Anyway, um, what's up for me? I'm back from vacation, so hopefully trying to get the Twitch back up. Um, gonna definitely stick with Neurotica a little bit more. You know how it is. You guys love me. Uh, I'll always be here. Bobby might not be. We're still testing him out here. Uh, I, uh, I did make a joke earlier that we were, the thing that happened while you were on vacation was we were going to talk about abortion. Um, we are obviously are two cishet, uh, men. Yes. So that's not going to be something that we get into together, but, uh, we do, Hopefully soon we're going to be talking to uh, a friend of ours who's been pretty active uh, in fundraising for people that you know can't afford abortions and for Planned Parenthood and who is a woman. Yeah. And so who it more directly affects. So that is something uh, that we are going to. Yeah, we're super excited to jump in that topic. Not super excited for what's going on right now. But we're also on the flip side going to be talking to hopefully one of our friends who is a mother and, um, you know, has a much different perspective on those things, but is also very much uh, pro-choice from what I remember. But, you know, just trying to get the point across that we are making an attempt to get some um, new voices in here. And I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. I'm trying to be less angry. Um, One of our friends turned me on a book and he's actually been doing really well with it. We want to bring him on if possible. Um, But, you know, this is a mental health podcast. I go through a lot with this. This is trying to meet turn a new leaf and really, you know, put energy towards doing um, good for other people instead of worrying about all the shit going on with me. And, you know, Bobby's here and he's, you know, uh, catching on as a co-host and we're just trying to find ways to let him down easy and let him know that he's been kicked off the show. So we'll figure that out. But we're really excited for uh, Neurotica as we enter the summer. I'm sure Bobby and I will be doing some fun things where, you know, he's going on the trip to LA. We'll probably have some gaps, but we're committed to this podcast and bringing you the best. And if you have anything, anything you want to talk about, whether private on the show or somewhere in between, let us know. Bobby and I are both here. We care. And uh, just want to let you know that this isn't just a podcast to us. This is, you know, kind of a lifestyle and an understanding. So with that note, um, follow us on Twitter. If you want to know more about Neuronica at Neuronica, the pod, Bobby's been giving the reins to the Twitter account a little bit. Um, and has done nothing with them. Thanks for nothing, Bobby. Um, you can follow me at CodeRan. You can follow Bobby at Booby underscore Styles. Um, I think that's the gauntlet of the, what I wanted to push today. You can always follow me on Twitch as well, I guess. 
Yeah. Anything else? Coderan on Twitch. And Class is boring, obviously, which is where oh, your, yeah. your blog will come out. <laughs> Bobby's just telling us about these blogs and posting them into the ether of nowhere. Um, but thank you for joining Neurotica. Happy to be back from a vacation and looking forward to so much more. Bobby, give us the last word here, baby. Good to have you back, buddy. Yeah, that was kind of lame. I'm going to take the last <laughs> word.